Hi, this is Dawn Shireen, and this is my podcast, Dancing with Bipolar. Happy Halloween! Today's guest is Jackson Stone, um, independent professional wrestler and also a mental health advocate who started the You Are Loved campaign in honor of his sister, Rachel. So let's hear it from Jackson. Hey, Jackson, how are you? Hey, how's it going? It's going really well. How's it going with you today? Pretty good, pretty good. So do you have any, get any candy yet today for Halloween or are you just going to wait later? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I'll probably give some out later for sure. Okay. So, um, I gave the audience a brief, a very, very brief rundown of, um, of what this is all about today. But, um, I want to ask you first off, cause I, it's just the curiosity is killing the cat here. Did you, um, ever get a rookie card for your time with the Braves? <clears throat> no, I didn't. I wasn't there long enough. I was only... I was only there for maybe a few weeks. No rookie card. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I um, wish I wish I was there longer, but it just it, it took me so long because I did three tryouts um, with the Braves that summer after I graduated college. And then I, I barely squeaked on the team for like a few weeks. Uh, and then it was and then it was over, basically. So what was it about baseball that you actually loved? Um, I just like my, my, uh, my grandpa was a pro baseball player, my mom's dad. And, uh, when I was growing up in San Francisco, he just used to play with me all the time. And we just went to so many baseball games and my dad and I used to watch Barry Bonds play when we were growing up in the Bay. Uh, and then my mom just started to really like baseball. And then it just kind of clicked for me as a sport that I loved right away. And, a lot of my friends in the area liked baseball and it was just something that I just did. And then all of a sudden I got really good at it. And so when you get really good at something, obviously it makes you want to do it more. Um, so yeah, it just became like a love of mine, um, uh, mixed in with wrestling when I started watching wrestling. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of why. Yeah. Let's talk about your epiphany, um, for the wrestling. So what was it about seeing edge slap John Senna's dad's face that made you, that would like, decision right there like you knew what what was it in that moment I just thought it was so cool because like that 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 moment really just drew my attention in and then I, I I watched the rest of the episode and then you and then the rest of the episode I, I saw matches for the first time and all these things and at that point in my life I was super interested in obviously sports but I was very interested in like in theater and stuff like that I was doing I was part of some plays in middle school and, and did some directing and a little bit of acting and I, and I always thought like what I could do to combine the two of being in entertainment and being in sports and, and or being an athlete. And in that moment, I, I feel like I realized that, but it didn't fully click that that was going to be what I was going to do the rest of my life. It took me a, a little bit longer after that because um, I knew I was playing baseball and I had, you know, aspirations of being a pro baseball player. Um, but I think always in the back of my mind, like wrestling was the, was the number one thing i like how you bring the the um the theater into it because i'm not going to get into like my views on professional wrestling i grew up back east and i was really close to stanford so we would see the wwe wrestlers all the time you sure. know around town and stuff like that and i mean the funny thing is like they would just look like regular dudes and then all of a sudden it would be like do you know who that is and it's like no and they would tell you and you're like Oh my God. And that's where the whole like theater comes into play with the storylines and all that. So in what you're doing now in um, 
do you write your own storylines or do you have um, people that, you know, producers or something that do that for you? Uh, what's that? I didn't catch that first part. Do you have, do you write your own storylines? <clears throat> it depends. Um, a lot of the times I can, I can pitch ideas to certain promotions or promoters. If I'm going to be at a certain company for, you know, maybe once a month, I can pitch a storyline um, that I can see myself doing that'll interject me into any type of uh, spot on their roster. Or if a certain promoter wants to book me, he may have a, a storyline for me in mind as to why he's booking me. Um, but a lot of independent shows, they run only monthly. So it's hard to really do storylines. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where social media kind of comes into play nowadays and producing vignettes and videos and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it's cool if you can create like a, a storyline that kind of follows you throughout all the independent shows you go to. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of cool. Uh, but there's no, I mean, the story arc is, is a bit more difficult. Like, um, I don't know if you know Beyond Wrestling, but they run out like every Thursday and they're doing like a, a really good job of, of storyline stuff because they have the same fans every week and it's easy to kind of put pieces together similar to what all the, the big wrestling companies do um, on TV. So what market are you in now if people wanted to? I mean, I know you have your YouTube channel and they could, you know, catch your matches on there. But what market are you in now if somebody did want to find you and come to like a live event? Uh, basically, if they just follow me on Twitter or Instagram, I post all or my website has like all my upcoming shows and matches um, in various cities and countries. Uh, so if they wanted to catch a match, uh, it's pretty it's pretty easy through that. Okay. And uh, what was I, this? Somebody asked me to ask you this question. They wanted to know what your toughest match was. Hi. Okay. This is, this is typical lately with the tech. So um, we'll just do it. It happens. It happens. It does. It happens. (laughs) All right. So, um, Somebody wanted me to ask you what your toughest match to date was. Um, probably uh, when I wrestled uh, Ringkampf, which is Walter and Timothy Thatcher in Germany in a no-holds-barred tag team match. Uh, did you win? No, I didn't, but I got put through some chairs and some tables, so it was, it was pretty rough. Yeah, that sounds... I mean, but... Right, I mean, like, there's a there's a level of acrobatics in also what you do. Right. I mean, it's not, it's, it's not anybody's game to go in there and just become a professional wrestler. No. Yeah. You have to be properly trained. That's, that's a huge part of it. There's, it takes a ton of precision and accuracy uh, and skill to do what we do and not be seriously injured uh, after every match. Yeah. That's uh, that would be the thing. Like, I mean, I've seen some, you know, I don't know if a lot of it is theater with the blood and stuff like that, but I remember back in the day, there used to be a guy that would hold razor blades in his gloves and he would like, you know, stroke them across somebody's face. And um, that was like, that, you know, as a girl, it's also like becoming a prof- professional wrestler wasn't such a thing when I was growing up, whereas now the women have their own claim to the sport as well. Right. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Okay, so... um. Let's talk a little bit about your family here before we, we delve into Rachel. Um, okay. So you grew, up, you grew up a pretty normal 
pretty normal American kid, right? I mean, pretty normal family, you know, status quo type family. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic parents, really good family life. Um, no complaints. What's, that was, they gave me everything I could ever wanted. Uh, yeah, really, really good. And you were what, of four, four kids in your family, three kids in your family? <clears throat> well, it's, it was just me. It's just me and my sister and then my mom oh. and dad. Okay. So um, you, I, and something that I was listening to prior, you referred to Rachel as your best friend um, in your whole life. So what was it that was so special about Rachel that, you know, out of all the people in the world you could choose to have as your best friend, you chose your sister? Okay, so my question was, um, what was it about Rachel that made her so special that out of all the people you could have chosen as your best friend, you chose her? It's just uh, she she took really good care of me. Um, you know, she she showed me a lot of things that probably no one else would have showed me. She was, you know, she was the first person in my life to really just like hang out with me and be there for me. And uh, especially when we go to family functions and I was you know, maybe feeling down or sad or something happened, she would always be there for me. And she was just a, she was very open hearted and, and very judgment free. And that's something that I really learned from her and still learning from her to this day. Um, and she just had such a big heart that it, it made me want to be a better person. Um, and she was just the first person in my life to really like take notice of me and tell me that she loved me and that she cared. So she was my best friend and we had a lot of mutual interests. We did a lot of stuff together. Um, it was great. She was great. What did she think about when you became a wrestler? Was she excited for you or was she like, ja you know, Jackson, what are you thinking here? Is this really what you want to do or, you know? Yeah, she, she was, uh, I mean, she, like any older sister, right. A bit nervous getting into that kind of profession. Um, but, uh, she was excited. She was at my very, very first ever wrestling match. She was there. She recorded it. Uh, she, she stayed with me till after the show. She recorded it. She So that's really cool then to have your sister as your biggest cheerleader. Um, and when did, when did the indications of her bipolar start to show? Like, had she always been symptomatic to, as you remember growing up or was it just something that came on? Like an onslaught? Um, I mean, I'm sure it was, I'm sure it was there as we were growing up, but I, I, it was nothing that I could tell as, as being the younger brother, but it really, it really hit her hard in her second semester of college when she was at Purdue university. Um, there was a few instances there with her sorority that I think caused a bit of trauma. Uh, and, uh, those incidents kind of sparked the, uh, more prevalent symptoms of bipolar disorder and depression. She was around, uh, 18 at that, at that time. Okay. And, um, so she passed last October, Last September, last, last September, September, last Labor Day in 2018. Yeah, that's a terrible. Um, <laughs> that's terrible. And so, in in order to honor your sister's memory, you started the "You Are Loved" campaign. Is that pretty much right? Yes, I. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. Just to to kind of help myself talk about my feelings and my emotions and what I'm going through, I felt it was best that I could help other people in the process to try to 
spread mental health awareness and suicide prevention. Um, yeah, so I started the, the You Are Loved campaign or project, whatever you want to call it, just trying to get a weekly, weekly video out of someone sharing their story, someone talking about their struggles, someone talking about how resilient and brave they are and how being vulnerable can help others feel less alone and, and all this stuff. And I started that in May um, of last year or of this year, I mean, excuse me. Um, and so I think, I, I mean, for me personally, it's helped. Um, and it's nice to get feedback from others saying that it's helped them as well. Um, so I'm, I'm going to keep, keep doing it and try to keep growing it and try to help as many people as I can. Yeah. It is pretty humbling, isn't it? When you do something like, I feel like this with the podcast where I'm starting to get like positive feedback now and actually hearing back from people that I am actually touching people and helping people and helping them to make choices that are much better than um, suicide, you know, not that, right. you know, and I've had my suicidal time. So believe me, I, I get, I get it. I get both sides of the coin on this one, but yeah. if you can choose life, um, it's, you know, it's a lot better. Um, right. But, I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. So um, after your sister passed, because nobody ever thinks about the siblings and the grief that they go through when they lose a sibling, how did, how did you focus to get yourself? I mean, you still, still getting through it, I would imagine, but yep. how did you focus to get yourself through the grief of losing not only your sister, but your best friend on top of it? Um, I, I have a, I have a pretty good support system, um, in terms of my best friends. Um, but I, um, I mean, I don't know. That's a, that's a difficult question because I don't think, I mean, I'm still obviously grieving and I don't think the pain um, will ever go away. Um, but I, I mean, some days are really good. Some days are really bad. I used to, not used to, I still struggle with like having like a really, like a really good day or a really couple days. And then laying down at night and thinking and, and just feeling this overwhelming sense of guilt that I'm having such a good day or two days in a row. And my sister struggled for so long. Like, why do I deserve to have this happiness? Um, and so I'm struggling with that in terms of like knowing that I do deserve to be happy. My sister would want me to be happy. Um, but, you know, we're all human. And, and the, those feelings of guilt and sadness kind of sometimes overcome me. But I have people that I can talk to always. My parents are extremely supportive and obviously we've been in this whole thing together. Um, and so it's just a, it's going to be a lifelong journey. And, um, and that's kind of why, but that's what boils, what's made me want to start the, you are love campaign. So, you know, I don't, I'm not alone in this journey and, and other people don't feel. <sighs> so you were, you mentioned that you, the guilt you feel, is that yeah. why? What does that come from? <clears throat> I mean, I I know there's like nothing else I I could have done, um, but I you know, but you just think to yourself like, oh, my sister died of suicide. There's probably something I should have done or done differently or could have done that, could have done that, and you just have these thoughts of of overwhelming guilt because you know you want I want her to be here. I want her to be alive. Um, but there's really, you know, and once I sit down and think about it and try to clear my head, there's really nothing else I could have done, you know, because she was sick. Um, right. and she made that choice on her own to do what she did. Um, 
you know, you just have tough days. Some days are good. Some days are bad. Um, but I'm just trying to move forward every day um, and try to, you know, keep that, keep a level head, stay positive, you know, all that stuff. How many people have come back to you since you started the campaign? Now, I, I get it's only um, what, seven, eight months since you started it that are like, this absolutely changed my life. Thank you. <clears throat> yeah, it's happened a ton at like wrestling shows. Fans will come up to me and, and say they watch the series every week and it's really helped them with their struggles. I, I get tons of messages almost every day. Um, it's hard to read every single one of them. We're back. Back. Um, I'm not even gonna let the audience know how many times this is going on right now. There's gotta be a there's gotta be a storm blowing in or something that's doing it. It's like I'm actually I'm in Arizona and we just reached 32 degrees. So there's um <laughs> there's something going on. So that's um, all right. So if somebody wanted to, so I've watched um a bunch of the You Are Loved um awesome. videos. Thank I, you. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to, I'd like to do one for you. Um, yeah, also. I love that. Yeah, please. Well, I, I'll get it together. I'm getting a new laptop tomorrow from some beneficiary who wants better sound on the fucking podcast. So it's like, I'm getting a new laptop tomorrow. So I'll okay, be sure cool. to take care of it. I'll do that. Um, but for anybody else that, first of all, check out the campaign on, on, on YouTube. It's called You Are Loved. And um, it comes straight up when you just put that into the search bar. And yep. uh, check out check out some of the stories of the people who are willing to bear um, their darkest soul to the world in order to make change. Um, it's really it's really special. Um, and then you also have your own podcast, which is Jackson Talks Everyone. Yep, yeah, that comes out every two weeks. Uh, it's just me talking shop with other wrestlers, other people. Um, it's bit it's entertaining. There's some mental health stuff. There's some wrestling stuff. There's some life stuff. Uh, it's just your general kind of entertaining podcast away from kind of the you are love stuff, but in the same vein, because that's kind of the most important thing for me right now. Yeah. I did notice on the, the you are love campaign that there were quite a few uh, wrestlers that did bear their story for, for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's been pretty incredible. Did you have any idea that depression and, and um, well, suicidality ran so hard in like your career field? Uh, I haven't had a, a little bit of an idea because you got to think about like, uh, our profession is based on kind of becoming someone else in the ring for a short period of time. Right. Right. Um, and so a lot of people, if they're having these, uh, these bad days of depression or not, not feeling themselves and then they step in the ring and they become someone else and they feel great for those 10, 15 minutes uh, that they're in the ring. And then they take that character with them outside of the ring. And then they totally kind of forget really who they actually are. And then things kind of start to spiral out of control and then maybe you start to use outside substances and, and it's, and it's a difficult path to kind of get right, to get back on the right path. Um, so it's really pretty amazing that so many wrestlers wanted to share their story and how they're overcoming those kind of obstacles in our, in our industry. And yeah, it's, it's a, it's a big conversation topic that I'm trying to spread more in our profession with other wrestlers to, to make sure no one else is, is dying from suicide or, or abusing drugs or alcohol or things like that. Right. Or just self-harming in any other way. Um, you know, right. whereas, whereas some people could say that the wrestling itself is a sense of self-harm. Um, a bit, especially, yeah. you know, if you go in and you don't do the moves tactically like you're supposed to, and you know, you could grievously get injured if you, if you messed it up. 
Um, but yeah, I was, I was, uh, well, you have the patience of a, a warrior here. So I'm like going to give you a big shout out. Um, so is there anything else that you wanted to drop? I mean, like the whole mental health advocacy thing, are you thinking about possibly joining another like national group um, combined with the You Are Loved campaign to, um, to bring it more into the forefront? Yeah, I just, I, ha I have a ton of goals with it. Um, I'm just trying to increase my, my brand, my exposure, my audience, my influence. Uh, and so that You Are Loved can become like nationally, globally recognized. And then once I think that a lot of people are actually seeing it and the videos are getting the views, then I want to, then I would love to collaborate with other big mental health organizations, um, other athletes, celebrities, musicians that are mental health advocates and continue to kind of work together to, to create more awareness, uh, to create more suicide prevention. Um, uh, I've, I've gone into a few schools now um, to talk anti-bullying and to talk mental health. Um, yeah, so I'm trying to you did that yesterday, didn't you? That was yeah, so I did cool. That, yesterday. that was the second uh, second school that I've been into, um, and so I'm 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 trying to I'm trying to reach as many people as I can. I think the the platform that I've created with professional wrestling has definitely helped. So I'm going to try to obviously create more uh, through the Jackson Stone brand, and then obviously transfer it uh, those that audience that fan base to what's really important, which is the the you are love stuff. But yeah, I, I plan on collaborating or joining with, with any mental health company that I can. Um, I've, uh, I've been a part of a, a bunch of the Twitter chats yep. that they, uh, that they put on all the time. Yep. Um, and so I think a lot of them know who I am and what I, what I stand for. Um, so I think through time and a bit more effort that I, I can get there. Well, you've only been in the game with this since May. So, I mean, you know, cut yourself a break. It's not like you're going to you know, be signed on with NAMI immediately. But, um, you know, right. I started my podcast in April and it's just now it's finally starting to like hit the target audience that I needed to. So yeah, everything, what, yeah, everything takes time for sure. Yeah. What somebody told me that was one of the smartest things I ever could have said was just remember it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yep. And it, I love of, that. Right? Yep. It puts everything back into perspective and it's like, you're right. Just let's just ride this out and see how it goes. And I mean, Absolutely. last year, yeah, last month at this time I was hospitalized due to suicidality. And now here I am this year promoting suicide awareness and prevention and, um, you know, mental health stigma breaking. And um, it's pretty amazing. That's beautiful. Yeah, congratulations for that. I'm glad you're still here. Me too. <laughs> you know? So yeah. is, there, is there anything else you want to um, leave the audience with before we cut this? And I'm going to have you on again at some time when there's possibly not a snowstorm rolling in to keep you know, knocking you out here. Yeah. Um, no, just, uh, yeah. Give me a follow on, on social media platforms. Um, reach out to me if you'd like to be a part of the, uh, you are love video series. I'll let you know how you can join. It's pretty simple. Um, really you just, uh, record a video of yourself talking about your story, your struggle, your resiliency, your bravery. Um, send me the, the video via, uh, Google drive. If you, if you DM me, I'll give you my email. Um, but yeah, follow my story, share your story. Let's link up. Um, and yeah, let's, let's change the world. There you go. Love that. That's perfect. Well, I didn't ask you any Halloween questions, but if you were to wear a costume this year, what would you be? 
Um, Power Ranger, white Power Ranger. I wore the white Power Ranger for for the first 13 years of my life, and it's my favorite costume to this date. So that's what I what's out I'll be. That's awesome. Yeah, white Power Ranger. I would be Wonder Woman. So there you go. Beautiful, love that. All right, Jackson. Well, we're just going to cut this short today because of the tech issues. And um, all right, this is amazing. And if there's anything more that I can do to help you to promote your campaign or your project, whatever you want to call it, um, you know, definitely hit me up, you know, you know where to find me at. And yeah, um, yeah and I'm going to do, I am going to do a video for you because um, I think it's important. I really do. I want to help to, you to push, to push this as far as you possibly can. Awesome. Well, you have my, you have my email and my, obviously yep. you know, my number. So whenever you get that recorded, just sh- shoot it to me. Um, and I'll, uh, I'll post it uh, as part of my series. So that's awesome. awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. And um, good luck. You have any matches coming up this weekend? Yeah, Saturday and Sunday, I'll be wrestling in Mississippi and Atlanta. So. All right. Well, go get them, Tiger. <laughs> Thank you. Nice talking to you. You too, Jackson. Have a great rest of your day. You too. All right. Bye. Bye. So I'd like to thank Jackson for coming on today and for dealing with the tech issues, which um, may or may not be evident in this recording. I tried to tried to make it as smooth as possible today. Um, if you want to be part of the You Are Loved campaign, it is online. Um, go to YouTube, check it out. And you have, I think that he has contact info on that. If you want to record your own story of hope to people, Jackson Talks Everyone is on um, YouTube. Um, give it a check out if you're into the wrestling scene and want to hear these guys' stories. Um, he's also on Twitter um, at Jackson Stone. And um, he has a Facebook page, which I think is just um, like a, a fan page. So I'm not sure that you could actually contact him through there. Um, I'm not going to give his phone number out because I respect him enough to do that. And um, I just want to say that I really had a good time with this interview, regardless of the tech issues that were going on in the background. Um, this is a real dude here. And if um, you ever needed anybody to talk to about your own suicide problems, I think this would be the guy to come and talk to. I think that he would um, utterly understand it without judgment and um, give you his all. So um, there's a high five to Jackson Stone. I want to thank him for this amazing interview that we did today. And uh, so this is Dawn Shireen. This is my podcast, Dancing with Bipolar. And you all stay alive, all right? Later. <laughs>